This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a, a really accomplished, brilliant nursing executive, Dr. Courtney Caulfield. Dr. Caulfield served as the chief nurse executive at Kaiser Permanente, obviously an amazing system. She's also served as a leader and executive director at Cedars-Sinai, uh, just has had a magnificent career. We'll talk today about her career, about lessons learned in the pandemic, about advice that she would give to leaders, and, and a little bit more. Dr. Caulfield, can you take a moment, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you so much, Scott, for the introduction and the opportunity to speak today. Uh, it's a pleasure, and I've listen to many of your podcasts and it's uh, wonderful to have the opportunity. So, um, and like you stated, I've, I've loved and had a great opportunity in the healthcare industry as service and executive in various different roles. Uh, I'm a second career nurse, um, came from informatics world, and I love helping people and helping systems be able to um, make the best work that we can to be able to care for our population and our team. So um, it's been a wonderful career so far. And I look forward to the future. And uh, we sure have some curveballs thrown at us lately. Um, but I think that when we put a challenge to leaders in healthcare, we show up and the uh, nation is amazed at what we can do. So uh, we're looking forward to moving into where we're going to address uh, social determinants of health, you know, our diversity equity issues. And then also one of the things that I'm mainly passionate about is, you know, family patient-centered care and also the mental health uh, crisis in our nation, but also taking care of our healthcare workers. So that's the personal passion of mine. And, and, and talk for a moment about informatics as a background. It's sort of whether there's lots of lessons from informatics, which seems like a very data-driven science and career, to being a chief nursing executive, which is this great mix of data and people. What, what Are there some things that you took from the informatics world that have been helpful to you as a nurse leader, as, as a chief nurse executive? Yeah, no, thank you very much for asking that. Um, I had a really great mentor at one time ask me, well, Courtney, do you like to lead people or projects? And I, I had no answer because I love, I love both. You know, I like the data and organizing and being able to set structure with a project plan as we did in informatics. You know, we have defined timelines and things there's milestones, you know, and people that milestones don't always work. And so, you know, I, I had the opportunity to lead in both ways. And um, my informatics background lended a hand to me when uh, I was leading a healthcare system and we were going from paper records to implementing a new uh, electronic medical record system. So I had the honor and opportunity to build that. And from the clinician standpoint and from a nursing standpoint, um, it was just a great privilege to be able to make the system, be able to tell the patient's story, um, understanding that data was making this groundbreaking, you know, we we're making um, the ground level of data records at that point. And so it needed to be great. It needed to be easy for clinicians and it needed to um, be something that was going to be a legacy system moving forward. So um, I, I really enjoyed that work and thinking differently, but also thinking from the caregiver's perspective and the patient perspective, what is this going to look like on the other end? And how do we um, use tools, decision-making tools to be able to help us make the best decisions and um, diagnoses as the patients are coming through our system and after our system? Um, so that was, that was really great. And to this day, I just think that was one of the funnest jobs uh, I've had <laughs> and, and a great opportunity. 
Isn't that fantastic? And, and, and talk for a moment about lessons learned during the pandemic. I mean, obviously, no one was the pandemic harder than than in the nursing force in America. Talk a bit some of the lessons you learned in the pandemic. Yeah, you know, I think we're still learning it every day. Um, there's no script for this. You know, first time pandemic, right? For this world. Um, I think some of the lessons that we learned is, you know, in retrospect, uh, many people I spoke speak with are, you know, I wish I could have, I wish I should have. And it is that as a leader, you know, your team and your company, your nation, they look to you and say, what do we do? And if there's no book on that, you have to be able to step up and lead and say, um, let's talk about this together. Let's make the best decision with the information we have that keeps us safe, that keeps us ahead of the curve. And again, in healthcare, we're looking to prevent harm. Um, to prevent disease, do what we can to be able to stay on top of that. So with the things that you have in your hand, and maybe it may not be everything that you wish you did have, uh, we address that. And some of the things that looking forward is, you know, how are we prepared for these type of, this type of disaster? Um, how are we prepared for if you have nothing? Um, I think some of the great things that came out of the work that we did, uh, both at Cedar sinai and at Kaiser, was bringing teams together uh, really listening to the voice of the frontline clinicians in any role, um, asking how are you feeling, what are you seeing, and then applying that rapid change cycle. So normally there are a lot, there's a lot of red tape. <laughs> there's a lot of time that it takes to change things in healthcare. And I think over the last year, I saw uh, some of those barriers lifted and being able to make some rapid change cycles. Um, I would say other lessons learned is, you know, reflecting back on our human uh, caring, you know, reflecting back on our caregivers' mental health and the community's mental health, you know, without enough resources to go around to be able to serve the population, how are we addressing that without just saying, I hope everybody's going to be okay, you know, taking a stance on that from a leadership standpoint, and again, proactively addressing I'm going to take care of you when you're not being able to think for yourself at this time, and we're going to be able to look ahead. Um, and then lastly, one of the lessons learned, I do think, is, uh, you know, nursing staffing has always been a challenge. And in times of crisis or when times that people are tired um, and they need a break from work, you know, how can you get creative with solutions? We have a lot of new graduate nurses looking for opportunities. We have a lot of creative programs. and with the right training, with the credentials, and being able to allow people to have the right resources to care for their patients and their community, um, there's so much good that can be done. Fantastic. And, and, and Courtney, you've had this magnificent career, Dr. Caulfield. Talk about what advice do you give to emerging leaders on having a great career? How do, how do you, what do you tell people that are trying to, you know, we've got one of our producers on the phone is a young professional, brilliant young woman. What advice do you give to some young person trying to have a great career? Um, you know, thanks, Scott, for the question. I would, I would say I still feel like that person. You know, if um, you know, it's that novice to expert model. Um, I work a lot with the American Nurses Association and with AONL, um, and you know, there are programs, there are emerging leader institutes. Uh, networking can go a long way. There's a lot more people out there in the nursing community that want to help young leaders get ahead. Um, and so, my advice would be is reach out. You know, um, you never know who's looking for that uh, opportunity. Um, we're always looking to grow young leaders, new leaders. I need someone to take care of me when I'm 
going to be meeting somebody at the organization. And we want to be able to mentor those people and not just say, here's a pen in an office, good luck. Be able to say, hey, let's talk through this. Let me mentor you. And when you have a question or you think, hey, I may not be doing this right, it is okay. Just like we tell our clinicians, it's okay to not be okay. Um, same thing with leaders. Um, I've looked uh, upon leaders that I really admired and thought, I really want to have a career like them. What credentials do they have behind their name? What kind of degrees do they have? What kind of roles have they served in? And um, I think for a lot of emerging leaders, they're looking for those opportunities. And sometimes they don't have the right, uh, say, job experience or history. And I would say, don't worry about that. Keep trying. Um, the right opportunity will come for you. People will believe in you. Uh, and just give them the opportunity to get to know you. And, you know, anybody I would say listening to this podcast who needs help, I am always willing and uh, able and want to help those in that position as well. Thank you. Another question. You know, the rest of this year, it's an exciting time in healthcare. It's a scary time in healthcare. What are you most focused and excited about currently? Uh, right now, I think that I'm I'm very excited about how our uh, the healthcare system has really joined together. When people in the past have seemed, or organizations in the past have seemed like competitors, uh, here in the Portland air, metro area, there was a mass vaccination clinic between a multiple healthcare systems, and I stood there in awe, thinking, "Look what healthcare can be when we all come together." Um, there is a need for joint efforts, and I think we'll see a lot more um, opportunities for healthcare systems to combined forces to be able to help serve the community that's ahead of them. I think it's a great outcome. Other exciting things are just really looking at people who stood up and were able to get through the pandemic, being able to take care of them and ask uh, what went well, what do you need? And what was at the core when you had minimal things, uh, what was most important to you and be able to use those lessons um, as well as looking at how we care for our caregivers. I've seen a huge increase over the last year, and I've spoken about resilience, about alternative ways of uh, work schedules, about leadership, uh, caregiver, uh, mental health. And I think that that has come to the forefront, and I think it was needed, but it was a hush-hush type thing in the background before. And now it's okay to talk about what do you need to be successful and uh, move healthcare as well as nursing forward. And the other thing that I'm so excited about is, you know, nursing really did come to the forefront uh, through the pandemic. I've heard, you know, and I've seen people either positive or negative about the theme of, hey, healthcare heroes, but certainly nursing has been the backbone and has really shown up. And I'm so proud of all the nurses uh, who have been working and past or present or future, and just knowing what an excellent and honored profession it is. And so I'm very proud to have that in the limelight, spotlight as well. It's so funny what you say about behavioral health and how there's less of a stigma attached to it. And it's so mm -hmm. interesting. You know, periodically I'll talk to a – well, everybody's involved in behavioral health today now to some extent because it's so, so important. But, like, when I'll say in a discussion – you know, I've talked to a therapist about this. I've talked to her about this. I'll say that today where I think 10 years ago, I would have been so cautious about saying something like that in public for fear that somebody mm -hmm. be like, oh, what's wrong with them? What's, 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 you know, why is that? What did he do? Or what, you know, what happened? Something like that. And it's interesting how that yeah. stigma, it still is something where it's like, it doesn't come out of my mouth easily. So you're still a little cautious about saying, yes, I've talked to a therapist periodically, you know, but it's, mm -hmm. but it's, but it's much more comfortable than it was to say it 10 years ago. 
Yes, absolutely. Well, and, you know, I think that um, once the ball starts rolling, more and more people have felt more comfortable with that. You know, I am right now transitioning to a new role with Providence Healthcare System, and I've taken uh, a mental health break. I've taken some time off, you know, and been able to say, no one's going to offer you this. You need to take it for yourself when you do need it um, and take the time to reset yourself and focus on your family, your own health um, and being able to do that. And I was hoping is, and I told my team, I said, as an example, you need, you need to advocate for yourself. Um, just like we teach our patients to advocate for them and our nurses, you know, it is one of those things where you will get worn down if you don't really stand up for yourself. And, and I do think that more people as we stand up and say, hey, I'm going to hit pause for a second so I can be the best leader, the best nurse, and the best person I can be um, is important. And so I would put that out there um, and also be aware and be able to say, hey, I need, I need some help when you need help. It's, it is okay. <laughs> we are leading large organizations, leading teams, and, and taking care of human life. So we want not only do the leaders feel comfortable and be the best we can be, but also our staff is setting an example for what's uh, normal in the future. It's just so true. I, congratulations on your new role and what a magnificent career. Uh, Dr. Caulfield, anytime we could speak to you, we'd Thank love you. to have you on. And, and I'll ask you one more question. Is there anything I failed to ask you, I should have asked you today, that, that you'd like to touch on? Oh, no, thank you. I, it's been a pleasure. I love this. I love um, listening to the Becker's podcast and newsletter and just watch it as a, what's, what's happening in healthcare. Um, no, I, I would love to uh, hear nursing stories. I appreciate you having a nurse leader um, on the podcast, and there's so much voice out there. Um, and I guess one a last topic I would say, and just hope that the world hears this is, you know, um, it is a sense of fear of what's happening next. And I appreciate uh, I commend and I also ask for help from my colleagues around the nation to just come together, whether it's a forum, a Zoom, a online blog, but sharing best practices has been fabulous um, and thinking outside the box and doing things a little differently and not being afraid of that. You know, we hire people to do their jobs and we just need to, we put our faith in them and trust them to get the job done. And I think that that has been um, an essential to success and I also look forward to continued collaboration and um, removal of silos in healthcare. So looking forward to the opportunity to someday meet in person again with uh, folks. But while we can't, hey, thank goodness we have the beauty of the internet and uh, electronic communication. So I, I appreciate that. And from an informatics standpoint, let's utilize it to our best of our ability as well. Thank you very much. Dr. Crawford, a pleasure visiting you and continued success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great day.